Welcome to the show both feared and revered by Man and Beast, the Helios blog. Today, Andrew Tate confronted by the media. How could this go wrong? The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. which has been applied to me is unfair. I don't see why it has been done. Nobody wins. The two victims in my case are saying they're not victims. Decot looks bad. Romania looks bad. Certainly they have tried very hard to catch a big fish. The prosecutor has been desperate to put me in jail because I'm famous, not because I've done anything wrong. And it's kind of upsetting to me. I have to be very honest with you because I've tried very hard to represent Romania in a positive light and always speak positively about Romania to the entire world, which doesn't have the best international reputation. I've only ever said good things about this country. And then for a prosecutor to come along and decide he wants a big fish and to put me in jail for no reason, not because I've done anything wrong, but purely because I'm famous. I think that makes Romania look bad. It makes decal. You repeated the same thing twice. Cool. Look bad. There's no victims in the case. So nobody is being saved in any way. It's just a net negative for everybody. And the Romanian people respect me and love me, and everybody who sees me apologizes to me and knows I've done nothing wrong. So I feel very safe in Romania. Yes, it's a beautiful country. I just decided to live here for a reason. It's very beautiful people. I just think it's a shame that one prosecutor on a ridiculous quest for fame can uh, damage the country's reputation so heavily. Interesting choice uh, going after the country's reputation through... Uh, interesting. Vă așteptați la mai multă susținere? I think the entire world supports me. Absolutely nobody believes the narrative they have tried to paint. Even the victims they found and put in this file themselves are saying they're not victims. They're on television saying we're not victims, let Andrew go. Nobody believes them. Nobody on the public believes them. Nobody on the internet believes them. So it's probably, uh, what, European Union pressuring them, perhaps? The entire thing is a farce. And I genuinely feel bad, not for myself, because I'm a man who's had a very difficult life and I understand trials and tribulations and I'm not scared of jail. I'm not scared of assassination. I'm not scared of anything. That's not who I am. I feel genuinely bad for the country of Romania. What rich person, what person of wealth will now move to this country and set up a life knowing that decot prosecutors in their desperate bid to try and make themselves famous will destroy a man's life and reputation at will and face no repercussion? What rich German or Italian man will ever move to this country? We talk about Romania being a beautiful country full of beautiful people, beautiful natural resources, amazing nature, a gorgeous place where anybody should come and feel free and safe inside of a democratic society. Who is going to come and set up a life here after what they've done to me? Romania. Yeah, so again, this is the new strategy, right? You get your own following and then you use your following to generate counter a counter narrative, right? So you use the the interview as a means to generate a counter narrative to then protect yourself. It's uh, creating an opposite political opinion, effectively. Mania has lost years worth of positive reputational building for what? To save who? There's not even a single victim in the file. The two girls they highlighted are on my side. The entire thing is asinine, it's crazy. And it's ridiculous to me that one person in their quest for a career, in their quest to try and for forward their job, can do this much damage to an entire nation.
I, I'm mind blown. Urmează întrebarea. Cât de mare este armata lui Andrew Tate în online? Uh, sorry, let me, let me read the, this statement for those of you that are listening on the podcast. So the question is, how big is Andrew Tate's online army? That's, that's the question. That's a very good question. At one point, I was the most Googled man in the world, which was uh, interesting. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Um, the video that I'm reading this from has, like, subtitles. So there's, like, English translation. Experience. I teach positive things. I am not interested in drama. I'm not interested in just uh-huh. getting clicks. I genuinely try and teach good things to the world. And anybody who is a fan... Okay of mine their life improves in fact the majority of fan mail i get is from females usually mothers encouraging me to continue along my mission because of how positive i've been an influence for their sons i don't drink alcohol i'm strictly religious i've never t- taken a drug in my life i'm a kickboxing world champion a dedicated athlete i have a lot of money not because i'm from a rich family i come from the absolute lowest echelon of socioeconomic housing and i've done it all absolutely myself And I teach these things and I try and teach young men to be disciplined and stoic and work hard and explain to them that nothing good is going to come from life unless they dedicate themselves. Exactly. That's, you can't go wrong with a statement like that. And I teach this inside of my online school and we have hundreds of thousands of Using the interview to uh, promote yourself. Cool. Students and we teach them how to make money, but also improve their mental health. And anybody who is a fan of mine, any young man who watches my content will feel better and act better. And I think that is a very visceral and a very real interaction with me as a brand. I, they don't watch me for entertainment purposes. They watch me because their life improves outside of the Internet in the real Well, they do also watch you for entertainment as well. Real world, and that's why they're so dedicated to me and my message. Again, that's just, you know, using the interview as an excuse to give yourself positive PR. Mulțumesc. Când ați devenit atât de vocal? Okay, uh, so the subtitle. When did you become so vocal is the question. It's another very good question. I think young men shouldn't talk so much. When I was young, I was focused on hard work. I was very focused on my kickboxing career and training very hard and listening to people. I think that one of the problems with the world today now, especially is with the internet, we have a bunch of young men. Young people that think they know crap when they don't know anything about anything and aren't willing to listen. Speaking too much. So for a long time, especially in my 20s, I used my superhuman healing powers, which is what you have during that decade, to dedicate myself to nearly endless work and study. I was a very good student before I began to speak. And it was when my kickboxing career ended and also my father died. For some reason, I kind of felt like my time as the student was over and I could start to speak more about the things I'd learned. And also, I truly believe not so much in Romania because Romania's still got sanctity in regards to religious beliefs. But in the West, especially, I don't, don't, yep. don't think many Romanians truly understand the West is a disaster right now. how fallen the Western countries is, how satanic America and England are. Yep. I truly believe that someone had to stand up and speak and God gave me a platform and I have the ability to affect young men with my voice. And I truly believe there's evil in the world and good men don't stand by when evil is taking place and someone needs to stand up and say the pertinently obvious things which can save the world. And I have this platform and I'm going to speak them. So it just kind of evolved. Again, and of course, get yourself rich in the process, right? I didn't mention that, but that's also part of it. All along with my influence. Întrebarea a fost simplă. Când ați devenit atât de vocal? 
So, uh, sorry, the, the, um, uh, the question again is repeated, uh, as the subtitle, when did you become so vocal? Five years ago. Urmează întrebarea. V-ați dezamăgit vreodată tatăl? So the question is, have you ever disappointed your father? That's a very good question. I don't believe I've let my father down. I believe my father's still watching me and you're correct. I do carry his name. My father was a warrior. He died at war at the chessboard. I believe I've been a warrior my entire life. I think my father was smarter than I am. I don't think I'll ever be as intelligent as he was. He had a very special type of intellect. However, I have some other qualities he doesn't have. And the idea of having children in dynasty is to try and recreate better versions of yourself to give them all the good things about you and perhaps remove some of the bad and try and create this person into the perfect version of your last name. Yeah, uh, I don't know about all that, but okay, interesting. I was always instilled with a duty to my last name. I was told I had to perform as a Tate should perform. And that's why I cannot act with cowardice is why I must stand up and tell the truth of what I believe is happening in the world and tell the truth about the satanic agendas, which I believe are happening in the West and tell the truth about the fact that DECOT have ruined Romania's reputation in a selfish bid to try and get promotions inside of their organization and to sit and sell the truth. And, and I think that's my job. And I think that's what Tates have always done. And I don't think he's ever been disappointed in me because I've never been a coward and I never will be a coward. And if they walk in this room now to assassinate me, I'm going to go with a smile on my face. That's just how I am. That's how I was raised. And that's how tapes have always performed. Okay, so here's the question. Uh, the subtitle says, how much did you yearn for your father's love? I had unlimited love for my father. Actually, you can see by his uh, reaction, he's um, kind of surprised at the direction the, the, the questions took. My father adored me, and I think a father, and men in general, we love from an authoritarian position. When a man loves a woman, he is going to make sure she's protected and safe. He's going to say, don't walk home at night. I will come and get you. He will be, to a degree, protective. And I think that, especially if you're older and you're wiser, I know that me as a man now, I am trying to pass my knowledge on and trying to be strict on the people I love because I want the best for them. The same as you will tell your child they cannot eat candy all day long because you know better than they do. And my father was extremely strict on me because he loved me. He had unlimited love for me. And that's why he was so disciplinarian with me. And life as a man is very hard. He prepared me for a very difficult life. I'm not some rich kid. I was thrown in Romanian jail. It was not a problem for me. I've been through much worse than that. And I've been created, I've been created to be prepared for all eventualities of life. And I think that when you are a man, life is extremely difficult, harder than being a woman, exceptionally difficult. Indeed. And if you're not prepared for that, you're always going to suffer. You're either going to suffer the pain that it takes to be important, or you're going to suffer being a nobody and being insignificant. And that's the unfortunate realities of life as a man. And my father... Yep. As they say, heavy is the head that bears the crown. Or if you prefer the, what is it, the American expression, you've got to pay the cost to be the boss. I did a fantastic job of preparing me for that. Okay, so here's the question. Could you still live in poverty? Absolutely. I have no problem living in poverty. I am who I am. I'm Amory Andrew Tate, and I'm happy with who I am because of my last name. And I'm happy that I live true under God and I, and I do the right thing. 
I'm happy that I live with honor and I'm not a snake and I'm not a rat and I don't tell on my friends and I don't betray anybody. I, I've made a whole bunch of money because I believe in the world today, if you're a competent male who can get up on time, a firm handshake, does what he's supposed to do, stick to his promise, that it's very easy to become a millionaire. I teach that inside of my school. I teach people how to become exceptionally rich. I don't think it's difficult if you're actually a hardworking person. I've made money by result of just being competent, but money is not who I am. I was who I was before I had money, which is why I have money. I have no problem going back to poverty. I lived in poverty most of my life. If I end up 72 years old on a beach in the Philippines, as long as I have my brother, I'll be smiling. I mean, money is Oh, that was cute. Beneficial and beautiful, but truthfully, I spend most of my money helping other people. They don't talk about this on international media, but you can go to TakePledge.com. I, I donate $25 million a year feeding children. TakePledge.com. They don't talk about that. I spend my money on the mothers of my children. My mother, the women I care about, my sister, as a man. Interesting. And when you have a lot of money, you use it to provide and to help others. I find my happiness through the happiness of others. If I buy myself a new I feel less happiness than if I buy my girlfriend a new My money is for everybody else. I'm the workhorse. All I do is work and give it away. That's what is the masculine imperative. Indeed. Think of Christmas morning. Nobody buys dad anything. It's about the children and the women. This is That's accurate. That's how it is as life as a man. So I could go back to poverty, but if I went back to poverty, I would feel bad for the people around me who I love, who I love to give to, who I love to take care of. I so very interesting show. They just ask the question and then give you a time. It's like a one-sided debate almost. I love that all of my family fly on private jets. We grew up in a council estate where we had less than 200 euro a month to live. I wouldn't worry about myself. I always worry about everybody else. And it was exactly the same in jail. I used all of my phone calls to check on everybody else. I never was concerned for me. I was concerned for everybody I provide for. So, yeah, I can live in poverty, but I'd worry about my empire. Mulțumesc. Când nu a mai îndrăznit nimeni să râdă de Andrew Tate. Okay, so here's the subtitled question. When did no one dare to laugh at Andrew Tate? Interesting. They're like, what, feeding into his narcissism, I guess, with this question? Vitalist a 60 use and recommendation come only in the purview of a diagnosed case of EDED or erectile dysfunction diagnosis, and thereafter, the recommendation of Vitalist a 60 pills is only under the authority of a doctor. Vitalista 60 mg as such has a single medicinal compound as its compositional element, which is Tadalafil. This generic element works out a way for the males to get an erection through the increasing blood flow process, which takes place under the effects of vasodilation. Very good question. And I don't know if I was laughed at. I mean, I certainly stuck out. I was different in school. It was always my brother and I as a team. We didn't fit in. We couldn't play soccer like the English kids could. And we had a different accent and we were exceptionally poor. But nobody bullied us. Everybody always understood there was a degree of respect for us because they knew that we weren't cowards and they would have to fight us at some point and they didn't want to push it that far. So I would say we weren't bullied, perhaps a little bit ostracized. Um, but I wouldn't say that was necessarily difficult to deal with. And to this day, I still think there's people out there in the world who laugh at me and people who hate me online and hide behind imaginary accounts and say silly things. Well, of course, like everyone on the internet. But to my face, it's been a very long time since I've been disrespected. 
And I'm not going to say that just because I'm a tough guy. I'm not going to say that because I'm a big, strong kickboxer. I'm going to say that because I treat most people with respect. And I think if you... That is the way to get respect, to be fair. ...go through life and treat people with respect, most of the time you get respect back. And it's, you have to re meet a very special kind of idiot who's going to disrespect you when you're a respectful person. So That's actually true. I don't have negative interactions with people. I try very hard to keep my life peaceful. And I think when you've known violence like I have, when you've known true violence and you've grown up in an area where there's multiple stabbings and your friends have died and I carry scars to this day from knife wounds, I think you try very hard to keep life peaceful. So in general, in my day-to-day -day interactions, things are very happy, very positive. If anybody has anything bad to say about me, it seems they want to say it far away from me. And I'm, I'm happy with Big surprise. That. Mulțumesc. De câte ori ați fost nevoit să vă ridicați de la podea? Uh, how many times have you had to stand up? That's the, the translated subtitle here. Very good question. There is no light without dark. I think the ancient Chinese nailed it when they put the yin and yang together. You have the black and the white and they flow into each other and there's a little bit of white in the black. There's a little bit of good in the evil and there's a little bit of evil in the good. And if life is perfect all the time, you don't appreciate anything. I actually think, Indeed. think one of the worst lives you can have is a life where everything goes right all of the time. If you're spoiled to that degree, especially as a man, as soon as you reach any kind of difficulty, you're going to crumble. So I've had to get up a bunch of times and I do not pray for an easy life. I pray for a difficult life with difficult challenges to solve and being strong enough to handle them. I've never tried to make my life easier. In fact, quite the opposite. And I think that life is going to continue along this way. Once I beat this current garbage, which is going on at the hands of DCOP, there will be some other garbage later on down the line. And if you really want an exceptional life and to do exceptional things, you can't only hope for the positive exceptional. When I'm on a private plane and they're flying on a private plane to another continent, and that's a very exceptional experience, so is a Romanian jail cell. That's an exceptional experience. It's difficult to call that a normal life. It's far from the norm. So if you want the highs, you have to accept the lows. Yup. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. And I want the highs. I want to make sure my human experience is as varied as possible. So I've had to get up thousands of times, and I'm sure I'll have to get up thousands of times more, but I know me as a person, and I know I'll never stay down. So I'm unafraid. Uh, so the question is, have you ever fought out of pleasure? That's the subtitled question. No, I don't think I ever fought out of pleasure. I fought because in my 20s, I had a raging fire inside of me that I couldn't find a way to channel into anything other than professional fighting to make sure that I lived a peaceful, happy life within the confines of the law. I think the masculine essence has always been one for conquest. I think that's been bred out of men in the modern world, and they're trying to do that on purpose so that they can subjugate society and enslave us all. But if a man is true to his masculine essence, he wants to have an empire of sorts. I think it's been that way throughout all of history. Indeed. Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, doesn't matter who you name, they all wanted an empire. And I was in my 20s. I could heal quickly. I had no money, no influence. Back then was almost before the internet. There was no big social media following, no Instagram, nothing. I was just a young man full of fire, and I decided the best thing I can do is to get in the cage and show that I'm braver than everybody else and destroy my enemies so that I can be paid and respected. I wouldn't say I did it for fun. I did it out of necessity. 
And I think that if more men had a genuine fire inside of them, society wouldn't be so broken. I agree entirely. That's maybe one of the ills of the modern age is exactly what what he's describing. Um, This womanist, wokest garbage. I think that anger and masculine essence in the correct direction when properly focused is extremely powerful. I think that when water goes wild, you have a flood. But when it's controlled through a dam, you can power an entire town. And we shouldn't be teaching men to remove their masculinity. They should keep it and put it in the correct direction. And this is how you conquer the world. And that's basically what I've done. Accurate. Urmează întrebarea. De ce loviți femeile? Wait. Okay, here's the question. Have you hit any women? <laughs> I don't hit women. It's very interesting you asked me that question. I certainly don't hit a woman in anger. I never have. In fact, that video they're talking about, the woman herself came out and clarified it. And I think it's better that people listen to her than me because it's her point of view and we should respect her as an adult to say what she believes. I don't think that was the reason I was removed from Big Brother either. The reason I was removed from Big Brother was because I was having arguments with the other men inside the house and they thought it was going to get physical and a confrontation was about to happen. And they wanted me to sign a waiver that in the event of a confrontation, I won't hit anybody. And I said, well, I'm not going to sign that. If it's self-defense, it's self-defense. And they were concerned for the welfare of the other little weaklings with big mouths and they had to remove me. But <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm a big man and I'm a professional fighter. And if I hit a woman, there wouldn't be any garbage case where I go to jail and there's no evidence and then I'm released. There would be medical evidence and pictures and videos and proof. Yeah, yeah, of course. The fact they're saying I hit this woman and this woman came out and said, no, he didn't hit me. It was a play game. I think that proves everything. So I don't need to hit women. I'm not a frustrated man. I also think that most of the world understands that when you find a man who beats women, he's, he's called weak. He's called cowardly. Most of these men are frustrated. When I felt like fighting, I fought men. So I'm not frustrated. Indeed. My life's extremely successful and I have very good interactions with women overall. I have no problems in that department. So I don't hit women. Uh, okay, so the question is the, the caption statement. What happened when you were on Big Brother? No, I didn't. I had a big argument with a few of the other contestants and it was about to get physical and it looked like three of them were going to attack me and they took me into the producer's room and said, if this fight happens, we don't want you to hurt anyone. And there was a disagreement between me and the producers and eventually they decided I had to leave the show. That's what happened. Is it Anglia for Andrew Tate? Here's the caption statement. Is England too restrictive for Andrew Tate? No, I have absolutely zero problems in England. In 2014, I was accused by a girl of hitting her. The police came to question me. The police then looked through her phone and saw conversations of her planning to get me in trouble with her friend, discussing with her friend what lies she would tell, and they instantly dropped the case. I then moved to Romania. I found Romania to be a beautiful country, and for a long time, I laughed with my brother how crazy it is that a girl planned to lie to the police and wrote about it to her friend, and the police discovered the text messages. So the entire case was thrown away. Then it was very funny. A very corrupt decot prosecutor who was desperate to put me in jail for no reason besides his own career has come along, locked my brother and I up, saying that we've done bad things we haven't done. And that girl has also written to her friend and admitted 
how she will lie to the police and talked about how she will get an Oscar in text messages to her friend. Those text messages are also in the file, proving that her and her friend are lying from the absolute beginning. But for some reason, unlike the British state, which instantly released me because they understood it was falsified, the Romanian state decided to put me in jail for three months and keep me on house arrest for five months. I can't answer why that is. But I am completely free to move inside of the UK. I don't have a criminal record. I've never been convicted of anything. I've never been found guilty of any crime. I'm 37 years old and I have a clean conscience and a clear record. And in 2014, it was a very short-lived incident because the British authorities threw it away instantly. And now I'm waiting for the Romanian authorities to do the correct thing. It's funny how history repeats. Very interesting how history repeats. And I'm sure in the end, the judges will do the right thing. It's just a matter of waiting for that to happen. That's a good question. I don't often miss. I'm a professional fighter. I'm pretty good. If I tried, I would have succeeded. And uh, I don't need to hate women. There's no reason why. Ați pierdut vreodată controlul? I think I understand where these questions are going. So they're trying to paint him as being bad, but you know, as they say, bob and weave, right? So uh, here's the caption statement. Uh, have you ever lost control? Is the question. That's a good question. I don't think we have complete control over our lives. Obviously, there's outside influences would affect it. I think one of the only things in life you truly have control over is your state of mind. You can't even control if your heart keeps beating. It can stop anytime it wants. You can't control the weather. You can't control if the police bust your door down. You can't control if the Matrix decides to coordinate all of the media in the world to say you're something you're not. You don't have control over much, but you do have control over your state of mind and how you react to things. And I see God in all things. That's stoicism, by the way. I see God in all outcomes and all situations, and I believe that he is the best of planners, and he is giving us tests for us to learn and grow. And I never allow my state of mind to betray me. I've never lost control of my head. I've never felt depressed. I've never felt sad. I've never felt sorry for myself. I've never been able to get rid of a thought I didn't want to get rid of. And I think that we live inside of our own minds, and as long as you control your mind, you get to control your reality. So, I think he uh, misspoke the statement. He wanted to say, I've always been able to get rid of thoughts that I didn't want to have, as opposed to the other thing you said. I don't think I've ever lost control. And I don't think I ever will lose control. No matter what happens to me, I'll always control my mind and control how I view it. And I view all things as a positive, no matter how negative they seem. This is stoicism, right? I see the positive in everything, and I see the lesson in everything, and I see God in everything. So for that reason, I will confidently state I've never lost control, because... All that we have is our state of mind, and I own mine. So it's basically, as I said, like a one-sided debate, and you have a certain amount of time to respond, and then on and on. All right, uh, that was interesting. Let me let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications, drop me a donation, like Hunter M, Adrian Altom, Bobby Dylan, Renaissance Press, Brian, and Andrew. Shout out to you, most recent purchaser of Strategist Guide to Deduction. Thank you. Uh, buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. My Patreon can be found at patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Of course, if you want me to help you out, I have coaching. Just uh, message me at the Helios blog at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Especially if you listen to the end, I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.